Hello and thanks for listening to Institutional Insights. Today we'll be discussing what happens when a pension scheme sponsor becomes insolvent and what that means for the scheme members. I'm lucky to be joined with Rachel Cutts and Gavin Smith who have both worked on some of our Pension Protection Fund Plus transactions at LNG and we'll be able to delve into a bit more detail on what these types of transactions involve. Hi both, thanks for your time. Could we just start by going through some introductions and what your roles are within legal in general? So if we start with Gavin. Hi Paige, yeah, I'm Gavin Smith. So I head up our pricing and execution team within the pension risk transfer team at legal in general. And over to Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel Cutts and I'm a director in our origination and execution team, which means that I'm responsible for leading on and executing our buy-in and buy-out transactions, as well as building relationships with both clients and their advisors. So if we can start by just telling our audience a bit about what happens when a sponsor goes insolvent, if you can describe kind of the different steps involved with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to pick that up. So an important part of the of the process when a scheme goes insolvent is whether or not schemes will enter the pension protection fund or PPF. So the PPF can be thought of as a lifeboat for schemes when their employer goes insolvent and essentially it ensures that members will receive a minimum level of benefits. However, that level of benefits will often be less generous than the benefits that members would have previously been expecting had the uh, employer not entered insolvency. So what that means is when an employer goes insolvent, there are three possible outcomes for members' benefits. If the scheme is very well funded, it may be able to secure the benefits as were originally set out in the scheme rules and so proceed with a normal scheme buyout. In practice, however, that's actually quite rare, as if if schemes were that well funded in in the first place, then they may have already secured a full scheme buyout. If the scheme is poorly funded and doesn't have assets to cover the level of benefits that are provided by the PPF, then the scheme will enter into the PPF. And what that means is that the PPF will then take over responsibility for paying out the benefits to members at that minimum level and they will also take over the assets of the scheme to contribute towards that. There is then a middle ground and it's this middle ground that we refer to as a PPF plus buyout. This is where the scheme has enough money to secure benefits that are better than what the PPF provide but not so much as to provide the benefits that members would have previously expected under the scheme. In this circumstance, then the member will therefore end up with benefits that are somewhere between the PPF level and the full scheme benefits. I can imagine this being quite a difficult time for members when they when they hear the, the sponsoring company has become insolvent. Yeah, I think that's right, Paige. I mean, it, it is a time of, of great uncertainty for members when, when their sponsor goes insolvent. I think it can lead to real anxiety around how their pension income is going to be provided in, in the future. Um, and also it is it is unfortunately the case that 
the PPF assessment process can take some time. And so whilst members will continue to receive benefits, there can be quite a long period between them finding out that the scheme has gone insolvent and ultimately knowing what level their benefits will be at in the future and also who will provide those benefits for them. And that means that once the, the trustee has, has gone through that process and is ready to secure the, the PPF plus benefits with an insurer, they will want to work with an insurer that can provide some of that certainty back to members and give them confidence that they can rely on that pension income for the rest of their lives. So where a scheme can secure benefits with an insurer, how do these PPF plus transactions differ from the usual buy-ins and buy-outs that we see so much in the market? Yeah, so for me, the key difference is that under a typical buyout, trustees will be looking to secure a defined level of benefits, which they'll communicate to insurers and ask what the price would be for insuring these. But then in a PPF plus transaction, it's, it's actually the other way around in that trustees essentially have a pot of money that they'll use to secure the highest level of benefits possible for their members. And often for this, trustees will start from PPF levels of compensation and then think of this in terms of what percentage uplift they can purchase above this from an insurer. But we have seen other benefit designs used too. And in some cases, this can actually achieve a better outcome for members. And then I suppose another aspect of these transactions which can be different is that the trustee might not actually yet know the final value of assets that they have available to use. So for example, if the sponsor insolvency proceedings are still ongoing. And so in this scenario, there's actually another consideration for the trustee in that they'll want to make sure that they've got the flexibility to top up the benefits that they're insuring at a later date should additional funds be made available to them in the future. It's good to hear that the trustees don't have to wait until that that sponsor insolvency proceeding has been finalised to enter into a transaction with an insurer so there's some certainty being provided to members around their benefits but also providing that flexibility to top up members' benefits if funds, like you said, are made available at a later date. Are there any alternatives to insurance solutions for schemes finding themselves in this position? So today, insurance has really been the main option for schemes in, in this position. And, and as I mentioned earlier, it does it does work very well because it does provide members with, with much needed certainty at a difficult time. However, we have seen market developments in this area in recent years, which now means that trustees do have other options that they may wish to consider. Uh, they include options such as Legal and General's ISS proposition, which has been discussed in, in previous podcasts with you, Paige, or the use of a pensions consolidator vehicle. And in both those cases, what you really have is a third party providing additional capital that may mean a trustee can secure a higher level of benefit than they could when using kind of a pure insurance structure. Thanks, Kevin. Are these new options more attractive than insurance? That's that's a difficult question and certainly one that trustees will need to carefully 
consider with their advisors because whilst these alternative solutions do bring a possibility of being able to secure higher benefits for members they are not without risk trustees will have to carefully weigh up what is ultimately in their members best interests between the certainty that insurance can provide versus the potential of, of alternative structures that may provide for higher benefits but with the risk that those higher benefits may not transpire those considerations will vary considerably depending on the position of the scheme and what a what a third party capital solution could ultimately provide. So very important that trustees take advice in that area. So LNG have secured quite a number of PPF plus buyouts. Based on your experience, what would your advice be for trustees who may find their schemes entering the PPF? Yeah, that's right. So we've secured a, a good number of PPF plus transactions to date, and that includes transactions of all sizes, right from our two and a half million transaction with the BHS senior management scheme, right up to our 2.4 billion transaction with the Nortel Networks UK pension plan. And what we've learned from these processes is that there really is no one size fits all approach for these transactions. Each will have unique needs and the solution will need to be tailored to them. So coming back to your question then, our advice to trustees would be to firstly work with an advisor who's experienced in this area and they'll be able to help you to understand the level of expected surplus that the scheme's likely to have available for purchasing benefits above PPF levels. And then secondly, agree with them the benefit design that you ultimately want to secure and it's really important to make sure that the benefit specification and data for this that eventually goes over to the insurer is clear and complete. And then finally, make sure you're thinking about the structure of the transaction as well and by that I mean considerations other than pricing. So for example, as I mentioned earlier, Will you need the flexibility to complete a top-up transaction at a later date? And also, once you've done all of this work to establish the level of benefits that you can secure with an insurer, how will you lock into that level of benefits while the contract is being agreed so that you don't actually risk ending up securing lower benefits than you expected to for your members? So can the insurer you're working with provide certainty for you on that? Some really useful steps there, Rachel. On previous episodes, we've discussed the advantages of building a relationship with insurers in the market ahead of coming um, to do a transaction. Can this advice be applicable to schemes entering the PPF? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we always recommend engaging insurers early on transactions. And I'd say that it's even more important on these cases because they can be complex. And we tend to find that they're very much a collaborative process between the insurer, the trustee and its advisors. So it's good to get that dialogue started early. And at LNG, we're always very happy to be involved in these early conversations and to share our experience in this area with trustees and advisors. Fantastic. Thanks both. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Thank you both for joining me. It's been great to hear about the options available for schemes whose sponsors become insolvent, as well as how insurance can help schemes avoid entering the PPF and potentially securing benefits greater than those that would otherwise be provided. 
Remember, you can subscribe to Institutional Insights via Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and goodbye.